Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Barry Chesler, and our Daf today is Masachat Zukah Yudchet. Tractate Zukah, folio page 18. Let us review a few basic laws of the Sukkah. The Sukkah has a prescribed minimum and maximum height, a prescribed number of walls, and a covering schach, which must be made from material not subject to the laws of ritual impurity. In other words, it must come from things which grow from the ground. In addition, the schach must cover at least half the Sukkah, whose minimum area is 7 by 7 spachim, or hand breasts. In addition, the rabbis have created a number of legal fictions to that, so that what constitutes a legal wall or legal schach may not be physical material or kosher material. Under certain circumstances, then, a kosher sukkah might include a significant amount of schach which is not kosher or significant gaps in it. Consider the Memra, the Amoraic statement on the top of our daf which concludes a lengthy sugya, which took up almost all of the previous daf. Rafuna bar Hoshua harmonized two different understandings of an opinion of Rabbi Meir by limiting its application to a sukkah exactly eight amot wide, about 12 feet. On this sukkah, the schach is composed of half kosher material and half non-kosher material, arranged in such a way that it fits the rabbinic requirements. How is this done? We begin on one side with a nama width of illegal material called Neser, then a nama width of legal material called Pesel, then illegal material, then legal material. Then we do the same from the other side. We end up with four amot of kosher schach in the middle of the sukkah, which makes the sukkah kosher, though one might not be able to sleep everywhere in the sukkah, but only under the kosher schach. The first full sugya begins with the statement of Abaye that one may reduce the empty space which would render the schach invalid by placing in it either reeds, material suitable for schach, or spits, material not suitable for schach, if it is a large sukkah, but if it is a small sukkah, only the reeds may fill the empty space. While all agree that this holds for the empty space at the side of the sukkah, which is less than three tzfachim wide, there is a disagreement between Rav Acha and Ravina about the empty space in the middle. One holds that there is Lavud in the middle, while the other does not. Lavud is the legal fiction by which the empty space of less than three tfachim is considered as if it is filled in. This is based on a Brita in Masachar Eruvin regarding a Mavoli or Ali, where the beams used to establish the Eruv are considered valid, even if a single beam does not completely cover the entranceway, but is fewer than three tfachim from the other end, or alternatively, two beams, one from each side, come within three tfachim of each other. In both these cases, another beam is not required to close the gap. The rabbi who does not accept Levud in the middle would say that the laws of Eruvin are more lenient because they are rabbinic, while the laws of Sukkah are Torahitic and therefore more stringent. The second rabbi, who argues against Levud from the middle, 
We bring proof from a Mishnah in Ohalot concerning corpse contamination in the house with an open skylight. There, the opening in the roof of less than three tfachim is not considered closed, which would render everything in the house subject to corpse contamination. The Mishnah states categorically what in such a house is considered tahor and what is considered tameh, impure. The first rabbi would say that the laws of Tuma are halachala Moshe Misinai and cannot be extended to other cases. The second sogya concerns two drashot of Rabbi Yehuda bar Ilai, both of which require further elucidation from Rabbi Yishmael bar Rabbi Yossi. The first is related to the laws of Sukkah, where a house whose roof is broken through may be covered with schach to make a kosher Sukkah. The clarification is that there must be less than four amot between the schach and the walls of the house, so that if the empty space covered by the schach is more than about six feet from the walls of the house, it does not fulfill the mitzvah of sukkah. The second drash is related formally rather than substantively. That is, the form of the drash echoes the first one, though the matter is not closely related. In this case, Rabbi Yehuda permits the eating of avruma, a small fish which he believed would not become mixed up with unkosher fish. Here the clarification is that it is permitted to eat them in some places, but not others. Abaye mentions another kind of fish, Sahanta of the river Bab, which is also permitted. Two possibilities are raised. First, that the water in this river flows quickly, making it unlikely that non-kosher fish, lacking a spinal cord, could survive. And second, that the river is salty, and the non-kosher fish, lacking scales, cannot survive in this water. In both cases, it is noted that the non-kosher fish do in fact survive. The conclusion is that the silt of the river bob does not encourage the growth of the non-kosher fish. Ravina notes that in later days, when two rivers now empty into the river bob, the fish are no longer permitted. A third sugya is begun, which will conclude on tomorrow's daf. Here, the issue is a sukkah made from an oxadra, a porch with columns which fronts a house, which is considered kosher, provided that the columns are within three tfachim of each other. When the columns are more than three tfachim apart, there is a disagreement between Abaye and Rava. Abaye maintains that the sukkah is still valid because of the concept of pitakra, by which the roof is considered to create an imaginary wall that constitutes a legitimate and necessary wall of the sukkah, whereas Rava rejects the application of this principle in this case. Rava raises an objection because according to this principle, Abaye should permit the middle wall of the sukkah to collapse and still be considered legitimate. Abaye accepts this because it is similar to the Mavawi Mefulash, an open alleyway through which one may not carry on Shabbat. The question is raised as to whether this dispute actually goes back to one between Rav and Shmuel, where Rav maintains that with a pavilion in an open field, is permitted to carry throughout because of Pitakra, where Shmuel maintains that one can only carry within Arba Amot, for Amot, because it does not con constitute a legal Eru. The daf ends with the note that neither Abaye nor Rava would dispute that Shmuel considers the Sukkan question using the columns of the porch as invalid. Until tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, 
iTunes, and Spotify.